can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. Look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make product for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision. started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show, brought to you by Justified Cultures, Moto Ice Wrap, and Traction MX Seat Covers. I'm your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got none other than the salty dog himself, goes by the name of Ryan, the new Flockhart. Ryan, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? 
Hey, not too bad whatsoever. It is Friday after all, and uh, all systems go for uh, yet another podcast here on Big MX Radio. Now we're talking to uh, a Canadian motocross uh, legend, and I use that term very loosely, um, <laughs> to uh, to talk to a guy who, uh, yeah, is pretty, pretty damn good at twisting the throttle, especially in a one-lap format, and uh, knows quite a bit about uh, uh, protecting ourselves out there on the track because... Uh, ne- I'd say over 90% of us out there are weekend warriors. We need to get back to work on uh, Monday. And uh, honestly, that's what you kind of dedicated yourself to in the recent years. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, obviously grew up, uh, grew up racing and doing the whole amateur scene and, uh, you know, rode the pro nationals for God knows how many years. It seemed like, uh, seemed like a long time and obviously done the transition, uh, transition from pro racer over, uh, into the industry of, uh, working at Atlas neck brace. We've been here for five years and, um, things have been going well. What exactly would you say is your role uh, at Atlas Brace, um, wh- and what like what things outside of your regular uh, uh, duties do you end up uh, falling on your plate on a regular occasion? I mean, I do basically with Atlas is you know we are a big company, but yet um, we only have. Um, a small employee list. So we end up uh, kind of doing a little bit of everything, but basically what, uh, what my title would be is brand manager slash uh, Canadian sales manager for, for Atlas. But um, so that can include a whole bunch of different things such as on the brand side of it being rider support, taking care of our, um, our Canadian athletes as long as, as well as some of our U S athletes and some of our European guys, uh, making sure they're all dialed in with product, um, doing podcasts like this with uh, with you falls under my my job uh, description, and then obviously the sales the sales side of things um, with Atlas in Canada. So um, a little bit of everything. I deal from with warranty to regular inquiries on emails to just about everything so uh which is cool because uh you never know what you're going to do um what your job entails in the morning coming into work so it's uh always keeps it exciting fair enough and uh you're, you're a bit of a, a swiss army knife as far as uh what you're capable of doing with uh, with atlas brace and i imagine some of it also rolls into the uh the the testing and r&d department as well because uh, as we know uh if there's an arena cross uh, uh to be had or a dash for cash to be won you will be there and uh, often suiting up uh with an, an atlas brace in tow yeah for sure well obviously the the past uh the past 4 or 5 years i kind of um, I've been riding lots myself and still doing, uh, still, still full steam ahead with the, the local motocross scene here in BC and arena crosses and, uh, you know, haven't done any nationals in a couple of years, but, um, um, still, still riding lots and still racing and trying to be competitive and, uh, trying not to think about those, uh, those numbers that keep making me older. So. <laughs> Well, uh, as long as you're, you're feeling healthy to do so, why not continue to twist the throttle? And, uh, and if exactly. you've got the speed, uh, enjoy it. Because uh, it's, at some point, for, uh, for, for all of us, it, it does tend to dissipate. Uh, uh, I, I, I personally ran out of talent at the age of 12. Uh, so uh, I've been continuously uh, getting slower ever since. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, the like the fact that when, when neck braces first came out, there was a couple of different companies that were making them. And uh, within a very short period of time, uh, like people got really excited of them, and then people got really not so excited about them. And I think that's like for it's almost as if people read the first chapter of a hundred chapter book, and they made up their mind about the entire thing going forward. So maybe let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. To be honest with you, I mean. Um you know, basically what, what kind of I remember from back in like 2007 when the, when the first neck brace was introduced to, to the motocross market um, was that I needed one, I couldn't ride my dirt bike anymore without one, and if I was going to continue on in the pro scene and get faster and try to be a better rider, I was not going to ride without a neck brace, and I think, that, uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty uh, hitting the nail on the head with how a lot of people felt at the time and um they kind of came in with a big boom and a big explosion and everybody was you know you couldn't even get your hands on one it didn't matter how much it cost or what you really were getting and i think a lot of people didn't know what they were getting they just um saw the david david bailey video which i think we all remember and um we needed one of these and you know it was right at the time where blair morgan had just gotten hurt and i mean it really hit home and it was a 
I don't want to say a perfect time for a company to come out with a, a product that was going to, you know, reduce the the chances of, of having a catastrophic injury um, or, or whatnot. And, um, you know, it came on with a, a huge splash and we, we all got them. But the problem was, is that, you know, we started wearing these and they were heavy, they were bulky, they were very rigid, and they didn't work with a lot of chest protectors or under protectors or or whatnot that uh, that we were all wearing um, at the time and slowly over the course of you know a year two years they started to go away almost as fast as they came in and there wasn't a lot of competition for the the current player back in 2007 2008 at the time and there wasn't a whole lot being done at least from the consumer side of it that these braces were getting better, they were getting lighter, they were getting less rigid and whatnot. So I think that pretty much answers the question of how they came in so quick and kind of started to disappear. Right, and it seems like uh, within every community there was one or two horror stories of a guy uh, getting injured, and especially a collarbone, and there was like uh, either the doctor, the rider, or both would would, uh, would blame the, the, the neck brace. And then everyone within that community was like, all right, neck braces are officially bad. I can't afford to break my collarbone. Uh, I need yeah. to take this uh, this bear trap off and, and get, it out, get, get it out of there. But uh, in, in reality, um, like... In more cases than not, the, uh, the it's not the person that breaks; it's the the brace itself. Which we've talked about that in the past. When the when the uh, the brace breaks, and more often than not, it actually was doing its job at the time. For sure, and I mean, I mean, and that's the thing. This neck braces, whether we're talking back in '07 or 2007, neck braces are preventative devices that help prevent injury. Yeah, it's no guarantee. I mean, that's just Neither there's, there's never. Yeah, either knee braces, either seat belts, either airbags, or anything like that. I mean, um, we like to talk about, you know, how a seat belt can save your life, but there are situations um, you get yourself into, and a seat belt can be more of a, you know, a danger than than a than a safety. But ninety nine percent of the time, a seat belt is the way to go. So, I mean, that's kind of you know where we're at now. I mean. Basically, when Atlas came on, kind of jumping ahead from the, the earlier 2000s to when Atlas came out back in 2011 and 2012, I mean, I wasn't working at the company at the time, but obviously my good buddy Brady Sharon is the, is the mastermind behold, behind the whole, Atlas, uh, the whole Atlas deal. And I mean, he was an ex-pro rider, supercross guy, and he went through the transition of no neck brace to wearing the ones that were out there. And he was the same way as me, wore them for a short period of time and took them off and put them back on and wanted to wear it. But, you know, we're all riders. We know what's comfortable. We know what we're like. And you got to be comfortable when you're out there. So he came up with the idea of let's make something that is rider friendly. And, um, you know, I think I have some ideas that can help. And he, you know, reached out to his friends in the industry, Ryan Villapoto and guys like that, and, you know, got their feedback on what they like and what they don't like and, and this and that. And then eventually came out with the, original atlas brace absolutely and, and obviously uh like you guys are always progressing and you're always changing the the way this thing fits the, the way it's uh, it's built um how has kind of the the atlas brace evolved uh maybe just like separately from from all from all the braces you guys are completely separate although it all, like you do make a, a neck brace which is similar to what, what other companies make how has that product evolved over the last six years yeah, well, it's crazy. I mean, when Brady came out with the, or when Atlas came out with the first original um, Atlas brace, is what we called it, the original. And I mean, it was substantially different than the rest of the braces on the market, obviously, with the dual back support and the dual chest support, which haven't changed um, from day one. That was kind of the kind of the theory and the in the design with with having the two chest supports and the and the two back. Um, and obviously, our brace we wanted to have flex, which a lot of the other ones didn't. And flex is, is kind of what we base our whole sales motto around is, you know, this thing needs to move when you're riding. But, um, you know, we came out with this brace and I'm like, man, this thing's pretty good. And, you know, we were getting feedback from other pro riders and everybody, all our guys were wearing them. And we, (laughs) looking back, we thought this is the bad, the most badass brace that could ever be made back in 2012. 
Right. And then now we look at our Atlas Air in 2017 and we're like, holy crap, this thing has changed drastically. The weight, the design, the low profile, the suspension built into the front. And I mean, um, you can't, like the, the comfort of it has, is next level compared to where they were even back six years ago. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Uh, and, and as it should, things are always getting better. You guys are always finding better materials and finding better ways to improve it. Um, how, how much uh, time and research and development is, is dedicated to that as far as, uh, uh, is like, there's obviously a budget put, put in place, but, uh, like, is, is there still room for improvement on the current model? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we are, uh, you know, Atlas is a neck brace company. That's what we're known for. Yeah, we do have other products that we'll touch on here in a bit. But I mean, Brady is basically, you know, we're looking, we we have the Atlas Air right now, which is an awesome brace. I mean, it has all the great features, comfortable, and and we are already working on products down the road that have improvements over that, which it's hard to believe because you think about how much can you really do with what you currently have. And I mean, we're always trying to get better fit and more comfortable and, and this and that, and as well as looks too. I mean, that was something that was very important um, that we said right from the get go, Hey, we got to have every rider nowadays. And you'll agree with me on this. We all care about the gear we're wearing and it seems more and more every day that we're, you know, making sure we look good and make sure we're matching and making sure everything is on point that's matching our bike and our gear and, and everything else. Um, so obviously the cosmetic aspect of the neck brace too has to go along with the gear. Gear companies update their gear every year. So why wouldn't we update our neck braces every year as far as colors and cosmetics, right? For sure, absolutely. And I, from what I understand is that the uh, the air is available in, in two different uh Two different materials, correct? There's the carbon, and then there's the the air, which is a like is a plastic composite, or 
Yeah, no, exactly. So we have the Atlas Air, which is a, which is is more of a plastic brace, and then the carbon. We came out with the carbon back in 2013, I believe it was, because of the fact that carbon is lighter. Um, the problem with it, it's not a problem, but the the advantage of our plastic brace or more our just standard air brace over the carbon is that we get way more flex out of the plastic than carbon carbon is rigid so what we've noticed is that once we came out with the air back in 2015 um going into 16 that anderson and villapoto and davalos and fasciati and all our guys they're like yeah we're, we're happy with this brace we don't we don't need the carbon because the braces are Really? Pretty much okay. the exact exact same weight. So that brace that Jason Anderson wears on the weekend is the exact same brace that you could go into a store, your local dealer, and buy that exact same brace. There's nothing any different on that brace. It's the same padding, the same height, weight, everything. So that uh, was a big seller for us, but what that did was hurt our carbon sales because you're basically getting a product less money that's as equal quality, if not even better. That, that that is a a good problem to have on on your side of things, I exactly. imagine. But uh, um, it, it's encouraging to hear that because there's a lot of helmet companies out there. There's even a lot of goggle companies out there that uh, what the guys are running on race day or even during uh, during the week during when they're practicing is not what uh, what's available on the on the showroom floor. And uh, I think that's something that's important to Atlas Brace is that uh, yeah. like like you said, what's available out there on on race day on Saturdays as well as over overseas when they race uh, the GPS. That product is available uh, straight out of the box, and uh, and, and that's what's keeping them safe. So uh, it's yeah, just a little bit of a uh, um, maybe not maybe say food for thought, but I uh, know um, uh, uh, I get what I get what you're saying. Get what? Yeah, exactly. Peace of mind. I get what you're saying. I mean, even boiling down to just your standard uh, pants and jersey, a lot of these guys are wearing custom stuff now, and yeah. and you know it seems like the sport is evolving to where everybody needs something a little bit different. And, and, you know, basically the, the brave if J- Jason Anderson needs a new shipment of braces. We walk into the back into our warehouse, which, you know, he wears a, a standard medium air brace and we grab it out of the box and throw custom graphics on it, of course, to match his, uh, to help out his sponsors and keep them happy, and that's what he wears. There's no adjustments. He wears that brace standard out of the box, just like uh, just like your average Joe could go into the store and, and buy it up. Absolutely, and, and as far as uh, going into a store, like uh, you, you could go to the store and try on a bunch of different braces and, and see which one fits best for you. But I like that you guys also on your website uh, can kind of find your size uh, by by going there, uh, searching to the bottom of the page, and basically just allowing yourself to, uh, if you wanted to buy it online, if you wanted to go straight through the website, you can do that by uh, going through to the the measure now and figuring it yourself out. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty easy to uh, to get the guy guidelines to um basically uh, like align yourself with the right size and i'd imagine say if i did order something and it came to my house and it wasn't quite the right size what's the what would be my procedure there yeah i mean i mean we're we're a pretty hands-on company and i mean we get calls all the time with with people with questions they i'm usually the one talking to them but uh Questions about fitment, chest protector fitment, and all this and that. I mean, you know, to go along with the comfort and the safety and everything else, we want to make this brace easy. We didn't want to have to make a whole bunch of, you know, technical adjustments and and fine-tuning. I mean, we want to try to out-of-the-box slap it on and away you go and uh and that's what you know brady really hit the nail on the head on that because we do have adjustment within our braces but most of the time with the sizing chart that we offer if you measure in a medium that's what you are there's no little tweaks or extra parts or bolts or anything like that that you have to order up but um but yeah i mean as far as the the questions and stuff i mean they can pick up the phone and call the office and they're going to talk to either one of three people and that's either myself brad who's the president or brady who's the designer so um i don't think it gets uh, a whole lot better than that 
No kidding. And uh, it's one of the things that we often talk about uh, in, in the industry is getting people from the ground up, getting them from the, the first day that they're on a motorcycle, which is often at a very young age, all the way through. You've seen it with uh, there's this guys mm-hmm. on that local track that will not buy anything but a Honda, regardless if Honda makes the best bike that year, that's what they're going to get. And uh, I think that uh, you guys have approached things the right, right way with uh, with the, the youth um, line that you guys have, the Brawl, the Tyke, and the uh, and the Prodigy. And yeah. Uh, actually, which is, is it's nice to hear from from my point of view because here in Manitoba, if you want to race anything smaller than an eighty, you are mandatory having uh, you have to have uh, a neck brace, and uh, um, we'll talk a little bit about that. So, um, getting people started from very like from the, from the youngest age, how do you guys encourage and how do you guys uh, allow parents to get most informed to uh, to get their kids into a brace? Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, we came out with the, the I guess you could call it the youth line or the kids line of. Uh, braces um, shortly after we re- released the adult stuff we wanted to hit the the small medium large out of the park first and then obviously work into the kids market because that is just as important if not more important like you kind of touched on um, as the adult stuff I mean we want to be able to provide the youth or the kids from all the way from 50s up into you know when they finally get into big bikes with a product that's very similar like Basically, our tight brace, which is our smallest brace besides the brawl. So the brawl is more of an entry-level um, weekend warrior type XR50 type brace that you'd buy. It's very price point or orientated and whatnot. But uh, when you get into the tyke, the tyke shares the exact same features as our adult braces. Everything is the exact same. It has the dual chest supports, dual back supports. Um, flexible frame, everything. So we want to share those same characteristics so that, you know, little Johnny who's racing his local series on a KTM 50, he can watch Supercross on Saturday night and see Jason Anderson um, or Martin Davalos um, with an Atlas brace on and it looks similar to what they're wearing. So I think that's, uh, I think that's pretty cool and, and kind of gives it that cool aspect, um, and whatnot. And then obviously sometimes when people think youth or kids, they think maybe less protection or not quite as the exact same product. We see that sometimes in boots and whatnot, but this is the exact same safety, um, same spec, same everything as the adult stuff. So that gives the parents, um, a little bit more peace of mind to, uh, to purchase a brace. There it is, exactly what I was trying to say. That, that peace of mind that allows the parent to not worry as much when their head, their their child's heads out onto the track, and that's uh, encouraging to know. Um, speaking specifically of the rule here in Manitoba, with a mandatory brace, obviously that works well if you're a, a brace company, but uh, um, does that worry you at all that because it's mandatory, uh, there's some, uh, like, some families and, and and parents like i got two kids raising they're we're not going to go get the most expensive one we're gonna we're gonna go get a couple of either neck rolls or some yeah. uh the, the the padded ones that are, are don't do nearly as much uh um to to, to prevent uh injury um that that the, a mandatory rule like that uh kind of almost uh hurts the the top, top of the line brace as well I think I think yes and no. I, I actually didn't know, and I should have probably known this. I didn't know that was a mandatory rule in in Manitoba, but uh, I think it's I think it's spectacular. No matter you know if you if they're wearing a neck roll or or a brace, I, I think that the easiest answer is is that especially in Canada, we've you know we are a Canadian based company, so our reputation and and you know myself being at the track and we're known as you know, the dominant brace in Canada for those that do wear them, which if you look down the starting line at a, at a race, I mean, a majority of the guys are wearing braces and most of them are ours. Um, but, uh, I think that as far as to answer your question of, you know, do the, do the neck rolls and stuff like that hurt? Well, you know, of course price comes in all the time. I mean, this is a pricey sport we're in, but I think any of the parents that, you know, do their research beforehand or go to the local dealer, you know, that's, we're constantly with our reps that are on the road and myself and all the marketing and and social media and everything that we do, we're trying to get the message across to our dealers and, and whatnot of education. And that's the biggest thing with neck braces is education. It's so key. And, and I mean, 
it's not easy to get out there and you know with the way that staff changes over all the time in shops it's always tough to keep everybody educated but uh, we try to do the best we can do and and to be able to have these people that can explain the difference between a neck roll and an actual brace is really what's uh, what's key. But to look at the the pricing aspect as far as Canada goes, you know, we we try to keep our pricing, you know, the best that we can. You know, for a, a tight brace, which is our, you know, uh, kids brace, two twenty nine uh, Canadian retail. It's pretty good pricing when you look at the big picture of what you're getting. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing products. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with a viral brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between, Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag. For only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. And used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Hey guys. Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle.
Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. Now, uh, one of the things you mentioned in your last little bit there was research. And there's a lot of uh, people who uh, maybe they have their mind made up. Maybe they just don't know enough. Uh, but they, uh, if, if they dig a little deeper, they can get that information. I know I've heard you talk about it on uh, on the Pulpomex show about a month ago or maybe six weeks ago about, about the fact that uh, if someone wants some information, if they want the research uh, that's been put into the brace and the testing that's been done, uh, you can supply them with uh, with, with the, the PDF file and the uh, the research that basically give them that information that if they're willing to, to go ahead and read it and, and kind of figure all that stuff out for themselves, they can find that uh, there's, there's a whole lot more that's gone into it than uh, in the last 10 years yeah no and and that's i'm so glad you asked me that uh that question and put that point out there i mean brad that's the that's the biggest thing is is there's not enough knowledge you know we everybody was really quick to jump to conclusion um you know these things are heavy they're cumbersome they're rigid they break collarbones all this bad stuff um but there is a lot of research we just don't come to work in the morning being like, how many of these things can I sell with no testing or no development or no proof of what we're actually selling? We're all riders. We're all ex-riders and whatnot. We're not in the industry to, to put something out there that doesn't work or that we don't believe works. I mean, we believe in safety and that's why we're in this game and that's why we're having this conversation. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that go into these brace testing. The problem is, is that you can't release a lot of the information because of liability reasons and, and such on down the down the line. But I am more than happy um, to share that information on a on a case by case basis. Let's say, um, and that's as simple as emailing me at ryan at atlasbrace.com. You send me an email and uh, have some legit questions and and you know generally con- concerned about you know. Um, what's this do? I, hey, I wore an old one. We'll answer your questions. And between me and Brady um, from the Pulp Show, we answered over 150 emails um, over the course of six weeks, and they're still rolling. And of people that are on the fence, they don't currently wear one, or they did wear one, and then they heard this, or they read Vital, and they did you know all the negative stuff out there. People always look at the negatives first, it seems, before the positives, especially in a safety device. So we're here to answer those questions, and, you know, we can't make miracles happen, but we can try the best to, you know, inform you and give you the stats and show you some of the testing and and whatnot and and what goes into this, and hopefully it changes uh, people's perception and and opinions and, and decisions on buying a neck brace. For sure, you you hear about uh, ten broken collarbones uh, blamed on uh, neck braces before well, you hear a let, single. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about yeah. the collarbone thing sure. for a minute. Let's talk about it. The collarbone thing really drives me crazy. If the one pet <laughs> peeve of the, of the misconception of neck braces is they break collarbones, I've broken my collarbones before without neck braces on. Everybody yeah. has broken a collarbone that has basically ridden in this sport. We weren't wearing neck braces back in the 90s. We weren't wearing neck braces in the early 2000s. Yeah, we break collarbones now. People will continue to break collarbones with or without a neck brace on. And I'm not a doctor, and I'm, I don't ever claim to be a doctor, but most collarbone breaks are from side shoulder impact. And when you high side, get thrown into a berm, go over the handlebars. If you're not wearing a neck brace on, you go over the handlebars, the jaw of your helmet, so the front piece of your helmet, will dig in and break your collarbone. I did mine twice that way without a neck brace on. And I'm not going to not wear a helmet anymore. Like, that's just the the way that it goes. Like, helmets can break collarbones. Dirt and side impact can break collarbones. So um, I'm not saying that some of the older braces – um, didn't help break collarbones because I do believe that that was a bit of the case. I mean, where they rest directly on your sternum and kind of on the, on the ends of your collarbone. But with the amount of flex and suspension that we have in the front, I have so many kids that come up to, 
to me over the course of a year of racing a season i'm almost at every single local race arena cross here in in bc and they come up to me and they'll have their neck brace and they'll have one of the chest supports in their hand and they'll be like hey this i just had a massive crash in the whoops i went over the bars and and this broke off and i'm like i'm glad it did because it the brace did its job and it took the impact in the front these braces are designed to break at a certain impact and a certain flex point and in in you know impact and that's just how it goes but the whole i'm not wearing a neck brace because they break collarbones that doesn't work for me no and, and you like not that that sounds rehearsed but you definitely seem to have an immediate solution to that objection uh which is good because i think that is the biggest and most predominant uh issue that people have with them and whether it's yeah. their collarbone or somebody else's collarbone like i said literally an entire group of people like a small community of motocross racers can can make their mind up over uh, adam Pfeiffer breaking his uh collarbone and adam if you're listening you broke it on your own accord it's not your it's not the <laughs> the, the the, the brace's fault. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break my collarbone whether I'm wearing a neck brace or not. If the crash is the right crash, so that's oh, just, sure. that's and just the way that it is. And and if that's all I break is a collarbone, then I'm actually pretty stoked at the end of the day. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so most people, when they talk about uh, uh, also neck braces, another one of their uh, let, let's tackle some obje- objections here. Uh, it doesn't fit with my chest protector. I wear a chest protector. Uh, I have my my Thor Sentinel. I've I've tried I've tried it on with my uh, with 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 different braces. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so therefore, I can't wear it. Like or it's no different than say someone uh, I can't wear a certain kind of goggle because it doesn't fit with my helmet. Um, but you guys have uh, solved that a little bit with the the fact that uh, the Defender is available. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, when we first came out with the Atlas, I mean, uh, 90% of the phone call, phone calls that we received were, hey, I'm having a hard time fitting it with uh, this chest protector or that chest protector or whatnot. So we came up with our own line of body protection, which is uh, the Defender, which is a hard shell um, over or under the jersey protector. We recently came out about a year. Yeah, under. I guess everybody has had the cool factor. I prefer to wear it over the jersey because if I wear it under, it makes me look like I got extra pounds on, which I already do, so I don't need to uh, make the gear look any more tight. (laughs) than it already is but yeah we came out with the the defender lineup which has been really good so that kind of solves some of those problems but hey not everybody wants to wear our chest protector and that's totally fine um real quick note that you can wear our chest protector we have lots of guys that wear them um, that don't wear neck braces they're compatible or you can wear it with or without the neck brace so it doesn't uh doesn't change anything at all on that aspect but um you know just lots of guys still wear fox pro frames and thor sentinels and tld ones and and whatnot so um we try to we try to help them out and and make it fit um they fit really good with all the fox protectors that are out there and um a little bit tighter with the sentinel you need to have some adjustment with it and stuff every everybody's different right i mean just because you wear a thor sentinel and it fits you great and i go to put it on and i might not like it because of the way the fits so it's all preference and, and tweaking and stuff like that um but uh that's why you know we're always here for phone calls and emails with uh you know and send pictures of hey it's not fitting right normally we can make it fit um neck braces doesn't matter if it's ours or the competitions they don't fit with the older style chest protectors and we still have guys that try to wear the ones with the bigger shoulder cups let's say they don't work that well with those and that's just the way that it goes Fair enough, and but uh, I've also noticed in the last couple of uh, years that uh, um, more and more people are riding with uh, a, a base layer with some padding as well, to whether that be uh, stopping for roost or just wicking the sweat away. And you guys have one of those available as well in the in the charger. Uh, yep. How did that come about, and what, why did you guys ended up uh, working towards something like that? Yeah, well, ch- to touch on chest protector as a whole, it it yep. kind of it kind of has came back quite a bit. I mean, if you look. Uh, scroll through a, a Supercross gallery on RacerX or Vital or Transworld or any of those sites, and you'll see lots of pro guys now wearing underneath chest protectors. Um, a few guys are still wearing them over top, but if you go back 10, 15 years ago, hardly anybody was wearing chest protectors. The McGrath and McDays, um, 
they were bare skin, right? Like this, just a jersey. So um, it's funny how chest protectors were so popular back in the 80s and 90s. Everybody wore them. Remember the old Mike LaRocco chest protectors with the big shoulders and arms and everything yeah. on them? And then they kind of went away in the late 90s, early 2000s, but they're kind of on their way back up with the evolution of how protectors have changed and the comfort and how sleek and light and how well they breathe and stuff. And I mean, that's telling me that, hey, these gear companies and protection companies are doing their homework and they're seeing what the riders like. We came out with the Charger just for the fact that, hey, we do realize that there's guys that wear just the base layer shirt with a little bit of roost protection. Yeah, it's not going to save you in a catastrophic crash with uh, handlebars into the into the midsection or anything like that. I mean, it's basically just a roost protector. And, you know, we even have guys that ride the Canadian Nationals that aren't Atlas guys that call us up, hey, I really like that underprotector you guys have. Um, can I buy one? Because we like the look of it and how it feels and, and whatnot. So there's definitely a market. There's a, there's always different markets of people. There's the There's the market where less protection is better because I feel more free and loose and, and um, lighter on the bike. And then there's the, then there's the other guys that try to, you know, kind of go in the middle of, you know, they'll wear a bit of a chest protector and, and obviously some other protection. And then you get the extreme where they want to wear elbow pads, knee braces, ankle braces, shoulder, every brace that you can imagine because they don't want to get hurt. Right. And let's talk about getting hurt here. Is it like the fact that, uh, like there's a lot of people out there that, uh, when it comes to protecting themselves, um, they, they, they do so with their wallet. And, uh, I think that it's, it's a little bit foolhardy to think that like, all right, I can only afford a, uh, like so, say so you're going into like so as, as a bricklayer, uh, right now I would consider myself a little bit cash poor in the fact that, uh, bricklaying isn't very, uh, winter friendly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so I'm coming into a, a new summer. I can't afford, uh, a top top level brace uh, or a top level chest protector, so I go with the with the bargain brand, knowing that uh, two weeks from now I'm going to be laying bricks, making uh, a decent journeyman's uh, wage, this that and the other thing. And um, but if I don't wear, if I don't go ahead and spend that money, spend the that extra say, say an extra five hundred dollars on on protective equipment, uh, that might keep me from working an entire week uh, of. Um, uh, of work as as a bricklayer, and that's going to cost me uh, thirteen hundred dollars. So, uh, yeah. talk to us a little bit about that kind of like the way of thinking when it comes to um, purchasing uh, protective equipment, because I think there's a little bit of a misconception. Misconception. Well, for no, for, for sure, one hundred percent. I mean, I mean, yeah, most of us nowadays, you know, we're working, and that's what's putting food on the table for the family and whatnot. But at the same time, we still want to have fun on the weekends and ride our dirt bikes and try to go as fast as we can, but sometimes those injuries happen. And I look at it this way. I still ride competitively at a somewhat of a competitive, competitive level, I guess you could say. And, right. you know, I always, you know, worry about getting hurt sometimes and stuff. And, you know, I look at it this way. I can go and spend a thousand bucks and put a pipe on my bike on my 2017 450 that doesn't need a pipe, which costs a thousand bucks. Or maybe I can get myself a $600 pair of boots or a $600 helmet or something like that. Is the pipe going to keep me from going to work on, on Monday? Probably Most not. Most likely not, no. Most likely not, unless unless you're doing a really big jump and you need that extra little horsepower. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, really, a neck brace or a chest protector or any kind of safety thing, do you really need that new tire that's going to wear out in a couple <laughs> take the edge off in a couple minutes? I mean, tires are expensive nowadays, so I always look at it that way is that, you know, let's uh make sure we're safe and we look as cool as we can and then we'll put some more money back into the bike because uh I think that's uh that's an important lesson and you see lots of kids nowadays with the run and race gas and they got other ignitions and they got, you know, all this bling stuff on their bike and it's really not making them any better because all it takes is one crash and if you're not wearing the right thing, you're out for God knows how long. Absolutely. As my as my dad made it clear to me when I was just getting started in the sport, when I wanted, uh, I think I wanted a, a pipe and silencer, and he said he said you already you already coast into all the corners, so all that pipe's <laughs> going to do is make you let off sooner. So. Exactly. Um, 
that, that's uh, that's how it was spelt out for me as a young guy. Uh, and, and and thankfully enough, from the, the guys at Bill's Pipes, they've been able to help me out to, to make sure that I do let off a whole lot sooner than I probably should. Um, <laughs> but you look cool. But, you look good while you're doing it, and you sound good too. That's right. Yeah, but like like I said, it's important to uh, keeping in mind that like in a, in a in a case of uh, of a neck brace or a chest protector, um, if, if the difference is going to work on Monday, uh, I'm going to choose the 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 best protection possible to allow myself to uh, like if you go to work like honestly like, not to boast my particular wage or anything like that but if 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 a neck if if an atlas brace allows me to go to work for one day it's already paid for itself so no, um sure. that that to me is is more than worth it and i think that there if there's a lot more people who listen to this and take that into consideration they'll be heading on over to atlasbrace.com and uh checking out everything you guys have to offer yeah, for sure. And I mean, I mean, the bottom line is, is that at the end of the day, people are going to make their decision of what they want to do, whether they want to spend money on protective gear, if they want to buy themselves a new set of pants and jersey, if they want to buy race gas or put some more money into their bike, they're going to make that decision. All I ask, and I know there's so many people out there that are on the fence of neck brace, no neck brace. Um, and whatnot, just do the research. I mean, that's yeah. that's all it is. I have lots of guys that, you know, are kind of on the fence, and oh, I don't know, and I just say, hey, just look at the research and make your decision. I'm cool with it either way. I mean, you know, I, I get it from a rider standpoint that you got to do what's best for you and, and what you think is going to be the best, but do the research. We don't just sit around here all day and come up with numbers and stats and, and this and that just for uh, – just for fun so i mean it does mean something and and like i said it uh i'm a believer and you're either going to believe be a believer or not but um do the research and i think you'll come out with a different uh different opinion perfect man well uh, throw that email down for us one more time and uh, if people have any more serious questions about and uh, if if uh, they don't feel like emailing you they can always go over to atlasbrace.com and uh, and check things out yeah, for sure. I mean, my email, Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at atlasbrace.com. Like I said, shoot me an email. I'll get back to you within 24, 48 hours of the the answers to your questions that you had. And, and I mean, um, that's really basically it. That's all we can do is try to take take this game case-by-case basis and uh, and answer people's questions and, and, and help grow the sport with, uh, you know, being as safe as safe as possible. Absolutely, my friend. Ryan Lockhart, always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. I really appreciate the time. Uh, thank you, so, like, like I said, thank you so much, here, man. I really, I think we, uh, if we, we might have saved. Honestly, you could have saved a life, or at least saved someone uh, the, the prevention of a, of a catastrophic injury just by doing this for the forty-five minutes. And to me, for for me, I think that's worth it. So, uh, like I said, really appreciate the time, my friend. Don't hang up just yet. For podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Thank you. There you have it, guys, my podcast with the great Ryan Lockhart, uh, Salty Dog himself. Really appreciate him giving us some time late last week uh, recording this, uh, or just releasing this on a Monday uh, just after Eli Tomac and Ryan Dungey are now tied for the 450 points. And a uh, great ride by both of them to get to their position. Amazing to see uh, Ryan go all the way from 22nd to uh, to fourth on a track where uh, – the bullets were fly, flying like crazy. Uh, I couldn't even imagine doing a lap like that. It would, or around that place would have been nuts. But uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying this, uh, these podcasts, and, and uh, you guys will support uh, Atlas Brace and check them out. Go to atlasbrace.com and uh, find out all the info that you need to make an informed decision about your purchase. And, uh, yeah, keep hitting me up on uh, Brad Gebhardt 88 at gmail.com, as well as uh, bradgebhart 88 on Instagram. Check me out, follow, and uh, keep up to us, because we're, uh, we're pumping these out every single week. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Have a great one, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.